0: This podcast is hosted by Anchor. Greetings. Welcome back to the Amplify Anxiety Podcast. This pod is all about educating society on generalized anxiety disorder and raising awareness for the unheard voices of those who struggle with it. Today, we will be learning about the history and some background information about GAD, as it is important and helpful to know, since it could be beneficial later in life. After all, some psychological history is always good for the brain. Generalized anxiety disorder used to be a subcategory under the symptoms of neurasthenia, an ambiguously defined illness. In 1980, Anxiety neurosis became further divided into panic disorders, short for PD and GAD. This poses some problems, but also clears up ambiguity concurrently. First, there was no clear boundary between some non-bipolar disorders, anxiety disorders, and personality traits. However, people who discover that all their symptoms are related to that one specific mental health disorder feel comforted, As for me, it was helpful to know that I was mentally ill and in fact I felt proud and accomplished when I found the illness I was struggling through. When I was younger, I displayed some physical symptoms of anxiety, and I still do, but I always blame myself for having trouble falling asleep or being tired all the time since others did not struggle with fatigue or insomnia. As a child, I felt lost, aloof, low-spirited, and scattered. Once I realized I had GAD, I also realized that it wasn't my fault and I had no control over my worries. Subsequently, I felt better, happier, relieved, and a bit more at ease. Further, I felt protected, less marginalized, less vulnerable, and also more aware of my mental health. Research shows that once a patient knew that they have a disorder, they feel a sense of belonging and feel more like an average human. Now, we will discuss three key terms involved with the precursor and the history of GAD. The first term is panophobia. Panophobia is having anxiety about everything. This term was coined in the 1800s. Later, panophobia frontis was a term created for those that expressed the present-day symptoms of GAD. The people who had panophobia frontis were very worried all the time and struggled with social life and interaction, while also complaining about muscle tension and pain. Sigmund Freud claimed panophobia as having anxious expectations. In 1900, generalized anxiety disorder received its name because George Miller Beard described it as a state of vague, but permanent anxiety or terror, where one is afraid of everything. The second term is neurasthenia. Which, according to American Heritage, is a group of symptoms including chronic, physical, and mental fatigue, weakness, and generalized aches and pains. Formerly thought to result from exhaustion of the nervous system, and now usually considered a psychological disorder. This term is no longer in clinical use in many parts of the world. However, it was the most successful diagnostic term at the time categorized by beard. Neurasthenia is more important to the history of panic disorders, but the definition has evolved since then and is obsolete in some areas of the world. The last term is anxiety neurosis, which is a mental health disorder involving lots of anxiety, worry, and fear, impacting one's life and day-to-day activities. It was a broad category. Before the turn of the 20th century, we wind up with two separate mental health disorders, panic disorders and general anxiety disorder. Today, DSM-5 diagnostic criteria is used to prognose modern GAD. There are five symptoms, and if a patient has two or more of the five from a day-to-day basis, they are said to have GAD. However, we will talk about contemporary GAD history in a later episode. We hope now you understand more background information and history of generalized anxiety disorder. Thanks for tuning in with us. We really appreciate your time and hope to see you in our next episode where we talk about the benefits of GAD.